0: Good afternoon and welcome to Empowering Family Caregivers Show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Meghna Grisar, your host for today's show, sponsored by eCareDiary.com. April is National Distracted Driving Awareness Month, and today we will talk about tips to handle discussions about senior driving. Our guest today is Dr. David Bernstein, MD physician, author of three books, and public speaker. One of his, his second book, Senior Driving Dilemma's Life Saving Strategies is an informational guide to families, helping them understand the complexities of senior driving. Dr. Bernstein, we're so honored to have you today. Thank you for joining us.
1: It's my pleasure, Migna. It's great to be with you today.
0: I would like to begin our conversation by hearing your thoughts on why it's important for families to talk to their senior loved ones about. Um, Any driving issues or just in general about driving?
1: Well, the number one choice is the, the the number one thing to point out is the importance of safety. And we're talking about safety of a loved one or the individual or, in my case, my patients, but also everybody else on the road who's at risk if there's a senior who's driving, who's impaired and has lost their function and capabilities to drive safely.
0: what are some mistakes families make when it comes to this kind of conversation? It's always tricky to, um, you know, broach this topic. We've had audience members talk about how it's led to arguments, people feeling upset, walking out, things like that. Can you highlight some of the most common issues when it comes to this kind of conversation?
1: Well, the standard conversation as a geriatrician often includes the word denial, which I refer to as a, a river in Egypt, but it's also a sense of, of denying what the situation is and denying that there's a problem. And families who are in denial that this is a problem are only setting themselves up for a dis- disastrous outcome. Uh, so, you know, that's mistake number one. Um, mistake number two is waiting for the accident to happen and there's a serious injury um, to the person or Or um, somebody else like I mentioned above Uh, and and you know what I've experienced that with family members um, who've told terrible stories of what happened either to their loved one or to to the victim of the accident and um, it's it's horrifying to listen to the story as a physician and then uh, one other mistake that I that I can point out is not starting early enough I mean, I I think when you wait until there's a catastrophic event or a near-catastrophic event and everybody's in denial and there's, as you said, people digging their feet in and don't want to make a decision and don't want to give in, that's a horrible time for any kind of good decision-making. So I believe after thinking about this for a long time that – it's great to start this with a parent unit uh, when the parents are healthy in their 60s or 70s and living an independent life and, and and the family and children could get into a discussion about all kinds of things, but they can include driving, mom, dad, you know, at what point do you think you're going to give up driving or be able to, to change your situation so that they can Assess and review that every few years, and say, Mom Dad, you know, things are getting a little a little more difficult for you. What What are your thoughts about driving and about doing other things? You know, um, I often use the quote that family members would rather talk about uh, moving the family home or funeral plans before they'd want to talk about uh, taking away driving privileges. So it's a discussion that needs to happen and happen early when there's not. Uh, a lot of friction and a lot of discomfort with that.
0: So, is there a is there a particular age, or is there a good time when you would say, um, you know, now's the time to give up the keys? Is it age related, or are there other factors that come into play?
1: Well, I I, I think it's age related because as people age, they have a progressive deterioration in their motor skills, reflexes, visual, auditory, and perception and, and they have cognitive and memory decline. Someone The best example is when someone has a memory decline their their brain reflexes aren't as fast. So they're driving down the road and they may be in the left lane and all of a sudden they're a little distracted and they need to be in the right lane and they cut across traffic and, and cause a, a, an accident or which can cause great injury. Um, so people need to be cognizant of that fact and they need need to be cognizant of the fact that mom and dad walking with a cane or a walker and they still think that it's a good idea to drive and um, they need to take action at, at that point.
0: Are there any tips that you can share that we haven't heard before about what we could do while addressing the sub- subject with uh, parents or grandparents?
1: Well, as I already said, I think s- starting early is really important. I think building rapport and that this is a subject that doesn't create a lot of chaos and friction early on makes it easier to slide into that conversation later. Uh, and second is I, I've even evolved uh, after writing my book about being a little bit more lenient and rather than you must stop driving, you must stop driving now. I, I think we need to start by setting limits uh, um, limit the distance and limit to where, where the loved one is going to go. Um, and they can sort of decide that on, on their own because many of my patients do, but you can say, well, let's just limit to going to the doctor and bank and church and hairdresser and a grocery store if it's really not far away. Um, another thing that a, a loved one can do is take a ride with the loved one in a car and and see if they feel comfortable or Driving behind the loved one, uh, unbeknownst to them, that that you're going to follow them and see how their driving is. Um, and then another thing that that's a kind of a default position is to let the situation develop, let it develop because the family is going to relocate, and in in the course of relocating, maybe they can talk about relocating to a, a, a location where there's public transportation. And you know, one of the Great issues here is lack of public transportation, and people finding themselves out in a community where uh, they must use a car. But if they relocate to a, a situation where there's a uh, transportation providing provided by the uh, uh, location by the community, uh, that's a really good one, and, and then it reduces some of the friction. Even though I said that, it doesn't mean that uh, an individual is going to move into a community and suddenly use all their transportation and, and not want to keep the, keep their car. Um, remember, a car is a sense of independence, and my patients have told me i like to just be able to get up in the morning and not have a plan, and then when I want to go to the grocery store or, or do any of my errands, that I can just get up and do it, and I don't have to wait for someone to drive me. Um, Patients, and even one of my patients who's 95, started using Uber all by herself and uh, is able to do that. Now, I think that's quite a stretch for um, a woman or any individual to do that. But to my surprise, she has, and her family's been very supportive of that. And she knows that she saves quite a bit of money, and she's happy to tell me every time she comes to visit, she'll tell me that, you know, I don't have to pay car insurance. I don't have to pay um, any maintenance on my car. I don't have to make payments on my car. I traded in, I got the money, and I spend 30 $40 a week on Uber, and it's a whole lot less expensive than owning a car. And the freedom is you can go anywhere you want. So, those are the big thank tips you so I much, have.
0: Dr. Bernstein. Fantastic. Um, I do want to direct our um, listeners today to your wonderful website, Dave, which is davidbernsteinmd.com. Um, it's a treasure trove of resources on not just this topic, uh, but the, uh, but other topics. Dr. Bernstein, could you tell us um, the titles of your other two books? Because I'm sure they're going to be very useful for um, our listeners. As I said, we um, cater mainly to seniors and caregivers. Um, could you share a little more about the other two books that you've written?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. My first book is called I've Got Some Good News and Some Bad News You're Old, Tales of a Geriatrician, What to Expect in Your 60s, 70s, 80s, and Beyond. And I write a number of chapters in my book about the challenges I've had with my patients um, and family members over the course of time, such as making decisions at the end of life or making decisions to move to retirement communities um, and making Difficult medical decisions and what goes through the mind of a doctor or patient in doing so. And my third book is called The Power of Five, The Ultimate Formula for Longevity and Remaining Youthful. And I think this is particularly interesting to your audience because it's really directed at younger individuals who with intention could make changes in their lives to live longer and healthier. And one of the things that's important for caregivers is that they make the changes and remain healthy so they can provide support for their loved ones as a caregiver. Or if they're doing it as an occupation, remaining, remaining healthy is incredibly important to uh, their, their ability to continue to work and uh, avoid retirement if that's what they wish.
0: Terrific. Thank you so much. I hope our listeners will um, take advantage of the tips and the suggestions that you've shared with us today and also visit your website. Um, I would like to let our listeners know that you can learn more about our website, eCare Diary, and our upcoming shows um, at our website, eCareDiary.com. Registration is free and gives you immediate access to your personal Care Diary tool. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. My Twitter address is eCare_Diary. Diary. Thank you once again, Dr. Bernstein. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your vacation. Um, Hope to have you back on our show very, very soon.
1: I'd love to do that. Thanks, Migna.